The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You know what? We're going to have a session right now to hopefully kind of zen you in a little bit to maybe just cool us all down. But the topic on this one as well is one that um, probably has affected a majority of you or someone that you love. Uh, Today is pink shirt day Mm -hmm. today is pink shirt day and it's a spotlight on on bullying and stopping bullying and that's the conversation that dr gans ferentz and i thought we would have today on this edition of how's that make you feel hi gans hey how you doing i'm good all right so yeah where to start i mean let's let's start with what is bullying well yeah it's it's Anything that's intended to make you feel less than, right? Um, whether it's physical bullying, uh, physical altercations, you, you think of the, the classic bully taking somebody's lunch money or pushing somebody in the hallway or stuffing somebody into the locker or whatever it is, there's that. But there's also social bullying, mm-hmm. which is, you know, starting rumors about somebody mm-hmm. or excluding them or inviting everybody to the party except for that person or pretending they don't exist. Uh, and then, of course, we have the online variety now, the mm-hmm. cyber bullying, which, um, you know, can be very insidious and really, really damaging to people, not just to their emotions, but also their reputations and, you know, uh, their, their lives in general. Is, is bullying and harassment, are they in the same, under the same umbrella? Yeah, well, basically, like, so um, I think we tend to think of harassment more as an adult thing or a work thing, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing, right? Okay. It's, it's like, you know, so we, we tend to think of bullying as stuff that happens to kids, but it happens to adults all the time as well. Um, and then that's something that I think we all need to recognize because it is relevant not just to our children and not Absolutely. just us when we're little, but also to us bigger folks, right? And, and you know, you got like elder abuse and, uh, you know, so it's the whole, the whole lifespan. So I thought that's how we could maybe break things down a little bit as we talk about bully and who does it and, and why it's done and then talking mm-hmm. about it with, with children and adults. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can look at it that way because I think that there are some different coping mechanisms and different ways to handling it depending on where you are mm-hmm. on, on that age range. Um, you know, when I Googled it today, it's, you know, bullying is repeated aggressive behavior that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. Its purpose is to deliver uh, physical or psychological harm to another person. And and it says repeated aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. But I, I think sometimes it doesn't have... Aggressive... When we think of aggressive, mm-hmm. we think of like right in your face, this is the way it is. But I think that there's you know, almost passive aggressive bullying as well. The, the, the kind of the insidious type of bullying that gets in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. And you know, when you think of aggressive, aggressive to me, it's, I'm going to get my way regardless of who gets hurt. That's Mm -hmm. to me, that's the definition of aggression, right? So it's not always physical violence, not always like yelling at somebody, but like even, even the, you know, the, the game people, kids play sometimes is like the exclusion game, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're invisible. So you're not here. Well, that's not, you know, traditionally thought of as aggressive, but it's very, very hurtful Mm -hmm. and extremely painful to the person's being excluded. They feel like they don't count and it can be, you know, really hard on an individual's self-esteem at the time, but can also stick with us, as we know, into adulthood, too. I suspect that there'd be, you know, some listeners out there in Chedville going, well, that's just a part of growing up. I mean, if someone's well, excluding you and you're not being invited to a party, well, that's just a part of it. So, so 
Yes and yes. <laughs> um, so yes, it's a part of growing up in that the majority of people have been bullied, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about the actual definition of what's average and what's normal, if the majority or close to the majority of people, like over 50% of the people have had that experience, then it's normal, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's part of the deal. Not that it's optimal, not that it's healthy, not that it's right, but it is average it's 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 typical which is not good so we need to do something about that and the other side of it is yes it is part of growing up to understand that you're not always going to be invited to every party that comes along it's also part of growing up to understand that yes you have to learn how to deal with disappointment not everybody's going to like you you don't have to like everybody and that all that stuff is really really normal when you know, and so when we talk about what parents can do or how, you know, some of the coping mechanisms, we can talk more about that. But, but yeah. that, that is absolutely true. So, yeah, like I said, I want to break it down into kids and, mm-hmm. and adults uh, a little bit here. So if, if you have, if, if you know, children mm-hmm. can be bullies, mm-hmm. children are bullied, parents can be bullies, teachers can be bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of, of, of different mm-hmm. ways in there. When I think of you know, going back to grade seven, grade eight, you know, high school, the the kid on kid bullying. Mm-hmm. Who who, who learned how you learn to be a bully? <sighs> <laughs> Great question. So there've been there's been a few different um, research projects looking at this stuff, right? And so there was this sense, and I, and I think you can look at it in a couple different ways. So it's not, there's not just one type of bully, right? There's not just one um, origin story, so to speak, of a bully. But a lot of folks that are bullies are people who are in a lot of pain themselves. They they feel insecure. They feel less than. They feel worried about something. Mm-hmm. They may have issues at home. They may, you know, lots of different reasons why people might do this. Then, of course, you have people who sort of just join in because they think it's the cool thing to do. They want to be cool, and so Part they do, yeah. I'm part of the crowd. I'm part of doing this, right? And um, so if this is what seems like the appropriate thing to do, I'm going to do this and, you know, I'm not really, you know, depending on the age of the child, they're not, they're, they don't always have all that mm-hmm. empath- empathy fully developed yet because their brain doesn't work fully yet. But then you also have some folks that are, you know, you might think of them as the malignant bully, mm-hmm. right? Who they understand what they're doing and they understand the power differential and they get off on it, mm-hmm. right? And they really like the fact that, you know, I can take somebody's money or I can make somebody feel less than mm-hmm. and I feel better and stronger about myself because of that. And so, you know, and, and they, they, they get the social rewards for being yeah. that strong person in the group. And so, you know, those are the three types that, you know, I can think of right off the top. Okay. It's 3.15. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about how to handle it mm-hmm. uh, if, if your child is being bullied, whether it's by another, another kid, by a, a, an adult. But let's talk about that, the impact on your child, how you should handle it, because I know some of you just want to go in and, you know, bust some heads. And uh, sometimes, I I know some of you have done that, but you you might have some some better options uh, out there or or less, you know, legally troubling (laughs) options. 
We're talking about bullying on Pink Shirt Day and, and how to handle it and how to recognize it and mm-hmm. and maybe give you or your kids some coping skills as they move through it because those coping skills, man, they can go a real long way. So uh, before we broke, we were gonna we, we decided that coming back, we want to talk about, you know, with children. Mm-hmm. When you realize your child is being bullied or when your your child comes home and is saying that they're being bullied, whatever language they use. I mean, what is your first response? How should you handle that immediately? Yeah, well, well, let's let's back up just okay. a second too, because like I, I think it's going to be sometimes kind of tricky to recognize when the child is being bullied. Mm. That's that's the other part of it, right? So, um, one thing I, I mentioned to parents is like think about if you see a change in behavior. That's okay. that's one of the biggest. Uh, signs that something's not going right with your kid, right? So if they're normally a happy outgoing and they start to pull back, they start to be withdrawn, they start to feel sad, you see a bunch of tears. With little kids, they can regress. So mm-hmm. potty training can go backwards or they might wet the bed or uh, different things like that. Um, uh, you can you might notice that uh, the teens are a little more surly than normal, <laughs> right? Or they might start acting out in some way. Um, you really want to look for any kind of change in behavior and see if there is an issue there. Maybe not wanting to go to sports practice Avoiding if it's happening things, there or maybe not yeah. wanting to go to school yep. or... Stomach aches, headaches, mm. different things like that can also be signs that something's up, right? And and it doesn't necessarily have to be bullying, it could be other stuff, yeah. right? But but this is something that you want to be really aware of with um, with your kids. And, you know, with the cyberbullying stuff, they might be hiding their phones or they might not letting you in or, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. they're looking at stuff in secret or, or different things like that. And no matter... Even if it's not bullying, that's something you should check out anyway. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but but I think it is important to to know that y- you want to be vigilant, um, and you don't have to be. Uh, badgering to them, but I think it is good to just kind of ask gently, hey, you know, how, how's it going? What's yeah. what's happening? How are you feeling? Is uh, how's school? You know, how's, you know, basketball or whatever But then, it is, you know, it's so fine, it fine. It's oh, all good. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the things we talked about this before on the show is, you know, get them in the car, <laughs> especially <laughs> the t- teenagers. Um, you know, the, the kind of, you kind of got to sneak up on them a little bit and kind of have them as captive audience. Just talk. And, and generally, it's the, the, having a good relationship, being able to keep the lines of communication open, spending time with the kids as a family, doing things that are like fun, like enjoyable family stuff, game night, whatever it is. All these things help you to detect stuff that's going off yeah. the rails faster, but also gives you the conduit to be able to then make an intervention, find out what's going on, get, let the kids talk to you, but then also be able to impart some wisdom and some strategies to the kids to help them to know how to handle stuff. Gans, in the past, you've talked about uh, the proper way to have some of those difficult conversations. And and if I remember correctly, it's not coming out and saying, you're, you're, you're acting funny or you're not being, you know, it would be more... What's wrong with you? you know, what's yeah. wrong with you? It would, you know, turning it back around saying, I've noticed that mm-hmm. you just don't seem yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you know, putting it back that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe a way to do that um, healthily? Yeah, absolutely. Healthy? Yeah, yeah. And so, look, I, I've seen some stuff here, and I'm, I'm worried. Okay. I'm, I'm concerned because you don't seem like yourself, or, you know, I, I heard you crying last night, yeah. or, you know, you've had a lot of stomach aches recently. You know, can we talk about some stuff? And, and talk about how 
you feel about stuff because then it doesn't feel like the focus or the spotlight's on the child or the teen, and so they don't feel quite, they feel a little easier, it makes them a little easier to, to, to talk yeah. about stuff, right? Um, and, and, and yeah, letting them, letting them know that you have their backs, right? Because that's another really, really important thing because a lot of times, one, one, of, the, one of the real effects of bullying is isolation. Mm-hmm. And the, the person, you know, whether they're an adult or a child, they feel isolated in their environment wherever the bullying is happening, but that can generalize to other areas and they can start to feel like they're not good enough to talk or they don't feel like anybody's on their side. And so as a parent, really, really important to say, okay, listen, I have your back. What do we need to do to take care of this? Let's come up with a plan and um, let, let's execute it. And sometimes as a parent, we have to make an executive assist, uh, a decision, right? Because they may not always have the right strategy to take care of stuff. And so that could be going to mm-hmm. speaking to uh, the parent. Mm-hmm. It could be talking to the teacher, be talking to the principal if need be to police, depending yep. on how far yep. it's going. Mm-hmm. So there is that. And that's going to make it difficult on the kids because at this point, like, I don't want it. I don't right, want it anymore. No, no, I don't want no, anymore. Yeah, no more spotlight on me. Right. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. h- what tools do you put in the kids' toolbox right. to help them through that? So, so that sense of family, that sense of belonging, uh, is extremely important because that's the foundation. When we f- we're, we're pack animals as humans, right? And so, if we feel we're part of the herd then we feel safer. Um, so that's one of the things, just just the relationships that, that we have at home with our kids. If we can foster good relationships with other friends that are healthy and that are supportive, we want to do that. Um, in terms of the the now, what mindset, we, what do we tell our kids right. when they're getting bullied at right. school? What to do? Right. So so we we can tell them that look, it's okay to stand up for yourself, but understand that there are consequences mm-hmm. to letting it slide. There are consequences to standing up. Mm-hmm. So this is a life lesson, just like you know, learning to deal with disappointment. So we have to make a choice. What can we do? Well, if you stand up. There may be, you know, there may be more pressure, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, even physical violence or whatever. But if you don't stand up, you're going to be living in fear for a long mm-hmm. time and help them to develop that strength to be able to do that. But again, knowing they don't have to do it by themselves because they have your support. If the school's involved or, the, you know, other parents or friends that have their back, they have that. But I, I think I think also letting them know, letting your child know that, look, if we need to do other stuff, if we need to move schools if Mm. we need to do we will do whatever we need to do to help you to feel safe and as comfortable as possible what about reacting in that moment to the bully what about just saying you know walking away from Mm -hmm. it um not reacting because i I often believe that that's what the bully wants they want want engagement yeah some some bullies want the Mm -hmm. engagement and the want you know they want to make a spectacle or whatever and show off others others they just you know they just want to you know promote their own superiority or whatever it is and so but I think you know look first thing that you want to do with your kids is make sure they're safe they they know they're safe mm-hmm. right so if there's a chance of them getting seriously hurt they may need to walk away right um, if they can go and hang out with a friend bunch of friends they can do that if they you know um, if it's like say bullying in the hallway if they're traveling mm-hmm. with people and they know that it's safer or you know less likely they get picked on if they're with other people then they 
they do that, right? And asking, letting them know that it's okay for them to ask for help and talk about what's going on. That's really, really important. Oh, so much to, to take in there. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us as we talk about bullying today on this Pink Shirt Day. We'll take a break here for the 3.30 News. On the other side, um, well, bullying just doesn't happen to kids. It happens to adults as well. And a lot of, a lot of the same lessons can be yep. shared and learned here. It is Pink Shirt Day, and we are talking bullying. So we were talking about um, children and kids, mm-hmm. teens, and bullying. But as we all know, that it doesn't bullying doesn't just stop when you hit 18, That's and right. you go off. So oftentimes, Everybody you end up grows up and they yeah. stop and they act right. <laughs> We're all, you know, well-behaved adults. We know that's a bunch of BS. So um, one of the the things um, that does happen and, you know, there's there's bullies in our lives that are adults. And and as adults, um, it can still happen to us and it can be in the workplace, it can be in a family, all of that. And it can maybe be a little different in how to deal with an adult bully being an adult than being a child. Well, and, 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 you know... the the effects of bullying even as a child or an adult they stick with you right so when you're bullied as a child it can really go right to your Mm self-esteem your sense of identity your sense of safety but the same thing happens when you're an adult if you're bullied at work or if you're bullied by the police or Mm -hmm. if if you're mugged or you know anything like that right i mean this is this can be a very um long lasting and detrimental uh experience in somebody's life so bullying at work can look like what? Well, it, it's similar to bullying in school, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's sometimes it's like a power differential, right? Where it's uh, somebody in a position of authority that's picking on you or like excluding you from um, important information mm-hmm. or whatever it is, or even just, you know, snide comments. But a, a lot of it is just like coworkers, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, the, the mean girls in junior high, you know, um, some of that kind of stuff can happen at work where, where there are like rumors or, you know, the conversation is going live and then you walk into the, the lunchroom and everybody stops yeah. talking, right? Or, you know, you just, you kind of feel it. Right? Yeah, it's interesting. Year, and, and this was years ago at a mm-hmm. TV station that I worked at a long, long time ago. There was someone, and I've, I've brought this up before on, on, on the show, but there was someone that I worked with who was opening people's mail. Oh, wow. Who was going into their computers mm-hmm. um, and forwarding emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I mean, this stuff's all illegal too. I mean, that's just not bullying, but that's illegal. And to the point where it actually became physical Mm -hmm. at one point, including some pushing and some shoving. Um, And it was was frustrating for many because management didn't didn't want to do anything or Mm -hmm. didn't do anything. Um, And I think... I'd like to think that things have changed mm-hmm. in those many, many years since then. Um, but I think depending in different workplaces, it, it hasn't. And if and if it is your manager who is doing the bullying, yeah. you're kind of hooped. You yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and there are places like, you know, in terms of workplace bullying, there are things that definitely your company's HR mm-hmm. um, department is one of the places to start. Um, you can go to um, the, both the federal government and the Alberta government have, have um, agencies and 
and organizations to help workers um, so they understand what their rights are. Um, it, there's uh, in Alberta, we have the Alberta Ombudsman, right, that you can go to and yeah. see if you can get some help with that. I, I'm not sure if they deal with private industry yeah. or if it's just government. Um, but yeah, but you, you have the right to feel safe and unharassed at work. Um, it is it, it is a human right to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And if we don't feel it, then we should, we have the right to address it, to do something about it. And, uh, you know, if you got to get a, legal, a lawyer involved, then we do that as well. Gans, one of the things that, uh, that I've heard when I've been reading about this, getting ready for today and... We talk about understanding motivation mm-hmm. for bullying, and maybe with kids it can be uh, a certain thing. When it's when it's adults, and again, you say that it can be very, very similar. There are a lot of adults, people who have like are basically kids in adult bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And and is there a way? I mean, you would say if you if you understand their motivation as an adult, is it easier then to deal with the bully? If you can wrap your head around it somehow. Well, okay. So what I, the way I I deal with this guy, I I had to deal with bullying myself um, when I was younger. Um, And eh, a little bit as an adult as well. But um, so there's two, two levels, I think. There's one that's the the really direct physical level or the, you know, interactional level Mm -hmm. where we're dealing with people on a a day-to-day basis, right? So one, you have to make sure you can't just sort of like be above it all and, you know, be beat up all the time and things it's okay so you need to be very strong very clear about your boundaries Mm -hmm. and say this is not okay and here are the things I'm willing to do and be prepared for the fight whatever that is right legal or through the the uh, infrastructure whatever that's that's there to to do but then you can also protect yourself psychologically from that by really understanding that okay I understand where this might be coming from from this person. This person's got a you know got a substance abuse issue, or they're, yeah. they're, they're going through a divorce, or, or they're, or they're very jerk. insecure, <laughs> or yeah, they're just like you know <laughs> didn't get the pony when they were six or whatever. I don't know, right? Um, and and so, but understanding that can help you to understand that it is aimed at you, but it's not necessarily about you. It really is about them. It's about them. Right? This is about them and who they are and how bad they feel or how poorly they were trained or whatever it might be. But it's really not about you as a person. It's not about you in your core. It's not your character. It's not anything about your value. You have to protect yourself because that does Uh help you feel more valuable. But the individual doing this is like, well, it's that old saying, hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. right? And so if they're if they're hurting somebody, you can't hurt somebody if you're feeling great about yourself. So, you know, that's interesting to say that you talk about setting limits and setting mm-hmm. those limits. And when you set those and limits... And be very direct and, and, be and very hard direct. about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they say, and one of the things is, is try to set those limits sooner rather yes. than later because yes. the longer that it yep. goes on the more power the bully believes right. they have over you well and also you feel more depleted yes. right because you have to use a lot of the energy just to sort of survive it right so the longer it goes the harder it is for you to do because it takes more energy for you to do it but then the the, the bully's behavior is more entrenched mm-hmm. as well so yeah like you know when i work with clients on 
even stuff like anger management or assertiveness, which are two sides of the same coin, really. But um, the idea is you want to, like, at the first sign of something, don't ignore it, right? I mean, if it's something that, you know, I'm not quite sure, okay, you can let it go, but keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. But the second sign, then you say, okay, no, we're setting this boundary right now because the longer it goes, the more, the, 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 just the messier it gets for, for you and it's just harder to change their behavior. One of the things I read was uh, stop playing the victim because sometimes I think we can play along oh, yeah, with yeah. things. We'll play along with it just because we think it's easier. Well, there's, there's what we call secondary gain by being the victim, right? Mm-hmm. Because like if I can tell everybody how hard hard done by I am or how this person's picking on me at work, then, then you know, we get attention and mm-hmm. sympathy and maybe like somebody buys us drinks or you know what I mean? There's stuff that, that, that happens with that, but it doesn't solve anything. And it's, 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 uh, it's a seductive drug, basically, mm. right? Because we can start to really feed on that and feel like, oh, well, we're, we're being looked after, but it really is handicapping us for now and for later. So we don't really feel like we can actually get out of that situation anytime soon. All right. Uh, take a stand. Talk to somebody who can help because mm-hmm. there is help out there. And, and, and I think there are some people I know from the text line, people have left their jobs oh, yeah. because of it because, yep. you know, it can be a manager and it maybe can be difficult at that point but there are places outside of work that you mentioned that you can turn to as well yeah yeah and and if it comes to it get yourself a good labor lawyer yeah. right and and so that they um you know that somebody has your back and when you have somebody that is advocating for you then you can kind of put your energy on to living your life and moving forward and making things work for you while you have somebody that's going to fight your battles for you because you know, we need everybody needs to feel like they have a backup. I mean, one of the one of the most damaging things about the the whole experience of being bullied is that you do feel isolated and you do feel less than. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if it goes on long enough, you don't feel like you even have the right to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not true. Dr. Gans Ferrance giving us a lot to think about this afternoon on Pink Shirt Day. Dr. Gans Ferrance in studio. You have your website. Mm-hmm. And I just need to make sure because, no, it's still the same, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. AskDrGans.com. Yes. Our email changed. That's why I got confused <laughs> there for a second. AskDrGans.com. Um, there's a, a podcast there if you haven't checked it out. Lots of great stuff. Yep. I had I had people calling today wanting to know what our topic was going to be to make sure oh, that they listen. So oh, uh, you can Thank always you go back into yep. the audio vault or listen to the 630 Ched Afternoons podcast and, and, and check it out there. But also lots of stuff on your own because you're doing a number of podcasts. Yep. Just, yeah. You know, with our with our good pal there, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah and we're sending him light and love, uh, love these days, yeah. right as well. So today, pink shirt day. Um, the message is lift each other up. Well, speaking of love, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. love conquers all is a really good motto for this particular thing, right? Um, there was a story that I uh, heard from uh, as a while ago. Um, this, I think she's a teacher and she was out in the yard and you know just kind of supervising everybody and um, this one boy was just like just just really being a jerk to a lot of little kids and stuff like that and um, you know the teachers going over and it's like hey stop that and just a belligerent and you know, this one older teacher went over and said hey hey baby who, who hurt you mm. and the guy just started to cry yeah you know what I mean? And, you know, she gave over, went over and gave him a hug and he just kind of melted. Right. And, and really this is, this is what we need to remember that if we can, if we can embody the energy that's missing typically, 
we can help to change the conversation, change the feeling, and it also, so I, I say that, that love and, and just kind of kindness and compassion, that's both our shield and our sword, <laughs> right? Because it helps us to combat that, to change the situation so we don't have to do, go through it for ourselves or make it better for other people. But then it's also our shield because if we can go in there with a sense of love and understanding and compassion, we can kind of see through their garbage behavior that's coming out of them and see the hurt little kid inside or, or whatever that's you know crying out for help or for somebody to listen yeah. to them or whatever uh, we still have to have the boundaries right and you don't yeah, excuse that can the be behavior hard. that can you know be hard I mean? especially if it's an adult yeah. absolutely listen and and you know look the boundaries have to be set up the physical and emotional legal boundaries if, you, if necessary but understanding that this is coming from a place of dysfunction in somebody else that is not does not have to do with you. Mm-hmm. So if you can understand that and kind of lead with that as an adult, that helps you manage your work situation, but it also is great for your kids to witness because th- we as parents model how to be in the world mm-hmm. to our kids. And when they can see that, we don't, you know, we can sit down and teach them that as well, but when they see that, they just pick it up and then that protects them too. Yeah. And you can also encourage your kids or other adults to step in when you see that something's not fair right and you know if it's a physically dangerous situation you don't you don't necessarily always have to physically step in but you can go and talk to the person after you can you can invite that person over you can befriend the individual that's being excluded right mm-hmm. um, if there's something going on at work where an unfair situation is uh, is evident you can go and talk to the person dealing with it but maybe also advocate on their behalf with management or HR or you know and then if there's a union involved we can we can use that uh, those channels as well, well and it was interesting because we just had a text come in that says you know I'm, I'm 65 years of age and I see someone that I work with that puts people down all the time management mm-hmm. has let it slide but they mm-hmm. seem now to be listening as of a couple of days ago I'm tired of seeing people being bullied tomorrow's going to be another discussion with management and so it sounds like finally and, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes you, you have to keep using that voice absolutely you have to keep using the voice and you know when when well, the whole idea of Pink Shirt Day was one person wore a pink shirt and then everybody jumped on them because, oh, this is a funny, funny color yeah. or whatever. The next day, a bunch of people wore the pink shirt to rally around this other individual yeah. and it started to spread from there. And now we have a national movement around that, which is awesome. But that, that sense of group cohesion about standing up for, for you. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I suspect one of the people who saw this probably organized a bunch of people to do this at the beginning. So if, you know, you do this at work, if there's something that's not right, a bunch of you get together and start to advocate. And this is where the whole sense of like joining each other, like whether Mm -hmm. it's a union or a protest or whatever, getting to make some consistent noise so people can hear that Mm -hmm. this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Again, keep it responsible, keep it legal, (laughs) keep it safe, keep it respectful. Yes. But you do need to support the individuals that are being picked on so because you know what tomorrow today it's them tomorrow it could be me right so yeah so you want to make sure that you uh you're doing your piece to keep the peace you know and i know we're out of time there was a story what just last week i think it was out of england or out of australia that uh that little tyke who was being bullied i think Mm -hmm. he was only like 12 or 13 years of age and he was a little person okay Mm -hmm. and uh, he was bullied and he came home and he said that he he didn't want to live anymore because of the bullying and we know that 
bullying has mm-hmm. led to to death by suicide oh, yeah. and and uh, mom had put something up I think on, on social media she was angry or whatever but um, all the love yeah. that is now flowing back to to uh, this young fellow mm-hmm. showing you know you know you are loved you, you mm-hmm. we do care about you and 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 unfortunately I think sometimes you know we we only see that when it's a, a really dramatic situation, situation yeah. mm-hmm. instead of kind of Generally, doing it every day absolutely live in love pass it on I think it's just we'll all be better for it Dr. Gans thank you for this we'll see you next month look forward to it